Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Cam Lee from Massacre. And I'm here to tell you about the new album Resurgence that's coming out October 22nd through Nuclear Blast Records. Beautiful. Cam, thanks for joining us today, brother. Hey, Okay. So as you mentioned, man, Massacre are unleashing your latest masterpiece, Resurgence, this Friday, October 22nd. So tell us a bit about the album musically and what you were going for with it. Um, Okay, well, Resurgence is more than just the title of the album. It's the attitude. It's the it's everything um, in one word. It's a resurgence of old school death metal. So it's definitely we're, we're bringing back that old school death metal style, the sound. It's a resurgence for myself because I'm back in Massacre after uh, so many years, <laughs> almost, um, uh, I can I can say it almost 30 years because uh, uh, I was only in Massacre shortly after 1992 for a stint um, for the Horrible Promise album, which I quit during the post-production. I walked out of that, the studio of that. Uh, and I hadn't been in Massacre back since then. I did a little tour in 2007, uh, but never really recorded anything. And then I wasn't back in Massacre until recently, until 2017, really, is when I was asked to come back uh, during the time from Rick, uh, who is no longer in the band either now at the time now. So uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a very convoluted history. This band's been crazy. Um, but I feel now uh, it's it's going to be done right because for the first time since the 80s, believe it or not, I'm kind of back in, I guess you would say, the driver's seat. Um, I, I have more creative control. Um, and uh, I think uh, this album proves that, um, hopefully proves that maybe uh, having me being in the position that I'm at and in now is, is the right position for the band and should have been the way it was always the time so oh, cool and today you've released the songs are uh, the Innsmouth Strain the Whisperer in Darkness and Ruins of Arleyer how have you yeah, it's that? actually I don't know. It's it's a made up word. Some people say Rayleigh. Some people say Arleigh. I say Arlay because I don't see I don't see Ray in it. It's the big capital R, and uh, I don't. It's one of those weird things because with Lovecraft uh, fiction, he comes up with so many weird names and 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 phrases and and words of stuff. And everyone is always on the, it's, it's like Celtic frost or Celtic frost. How do you pronounce it? What's the right way to say it? And I, I, I don't think there is a right way because it's a made up language. It's made up words. It's like you say it however you feel comfortable saying it. I like there was a really cool thing that Lovecraft said one time that uh, people ask, how do you pronounce some of the gods? And he's like, you couldn't pronounce it in human tongue because yeah, it's like unpronounceable. That. It's like unpronounceable that. in the in the human tongue because they're aliens and they have a w- different phon- phonetic way of saying things. So you can't really get you couldn't because people say Cthulhu a lot, but it's it's really like Cthulhu. It's almost like you got to spit. Is how you would really say it. That's how the alien race of 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 Cthulhu's race would say it. They were like 
you know, the, the way they talk, it sounds completely different than what how we phonetically pronounce things. So I don't think I could even do that babe, without collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> so those three songs I just mentioned, mate, like um, just say they've all, that's all someone's heard of the album going in, which it is obviously. Are they a good representation of the album as a whole? I think so, especially Whisper in Darkness, because Whisper in Darkness was the first song we collectively wrote. Um, and I remember when Roga was the one that started, he wrote that song uh, pretty much came up with the guitar riffs. And I remember when he sent me the guitar riffs and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I can't wait to hear it with, with, with drums and everything else put in. And structurally, that was one song we didn't have to kind of go back in and say, okay, we need to change this riff. We need to take this part out or extend this part. Roga really had that one down uh, pretty much uh, as, a, as a blueprint for the way that the demo version of the song is what ends up, the, the version ends up on the album. It's pretty much the same. Um, other than the ending, the, the, we, I added the chant in the end to kind of give it more of a cult feeling. But other than that, the rest, the rest of the song musically was really structured there. And I remember when we first heard it all together, um, when we demoed it, because we demoed it first, we were like, yes, this is right. It just felt right. And I remember everybody just talking, uh, you know, on Zoom like this and, and saying, wow, you know, we had a Zoom meeting and everyone was like, you know, this sounds great. This is what Massacre should sound like. And I remember I remember saying, man, if we can get the rest of the album to sound as good as this song, it's going to be a hit. And I really felt confident. That's cool. And you've, you've mentioned Lovecraft a few times, mate. So is he an, an inspiration again for the music? Oh, yeah, of course. I had to bring, that's the other thing. I was surgeons. Like I said, I had to bring it back to Lovecraft because From Beyond is very Lovecraft influenced. Um, and I felt I've always felt that that's where Massacre's uh, roots lie. And I really felt that it was important to bring that aesthetic back. Um, plus, I a lot of people ask, what, what is it about Lovecraft that you like? And I will say his misanthropy, um, <laughs> his hatred for mankind is evident in his stories because of the creatures and the gods that re represent sort of his uh, way of, of expressing his uh, disdain for humanity. And me being a misanthrope myself, I completely relate with that. And I also like the fact that Lovecraft stories never end happy. Um, all, the <laughs> all the characters in his stories, all the narrators, all the main characters, they either end up dead or insane by the end of the story. None of them end up in a happy, it's never a happy end. Like, oh, I got away from the horror and my life's going to be better. No, it's always they end up either dead or they end up going regretting that they ever opened that door in the first place. They're like, <laughs> fuck, man. And, and yeah. <laughs> and the cover artwork was done by Wes Banscotter and inspired again by um, Lovecraft. So how does that tie in with the actual album? Well, what happened was um, I remember, you know, you get you have conversations with the, the label. And I remember the record label saying, Who do you want to do the album cover? And I said, Man, I really like this guy. Uh, Wes Benscotter, he did the Autopsy album cover. He's done some uh, stuff for Slayer. He's done some, and the, the Geraldo just basically said, hey, I know him. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I can, I can email him right away. And four hours later, I got an email back from Wes, like right away. Hey, you know, AKM, this is Wes. And I, I remember emailing him back and I said, hey, uh, really cool to meet you. I, I really like your artwork. I, it has a surrealism that I really like. I love the way that you, you add skulls and 
and and skeletons into your artwork and it just kind of morphs in this surrealistic way and he was like well what do you want what would you like well you know i heard you know you want me to do something what did you like i said lovecraft and then he wrote back yeah <laughs> like really like and then he wrote me back he said i've always wanted to do lovecraft but i never had an opportunity or a chance to do it and i said well now's your chance friend i mean this is great and uh he sent me a sketch first and I, li I liked it right off. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, man. It had a skull. It had the general sketch was uh, was the album, middle of the album, where you see the skull with the tentacles. But it was just really basic. It was just that. And I said, this is awesome. And then he wrote back, he says, I'd like to add more. And I said, oh, yeah, feel free to add more. Well, I didn't see anything back until the finished product, until it was finally done. And then when I saw it, I was like, he didn't just add a little bit. He went <laughs> ape shit and added everything Every creature I could possibly, I mean, Dagon, there's all these like deities and gods and monsters on that album cover that I didn't think he was going to add. And he did without even me saying anything. So that was even, that was cooler because I didn't really have to kind of direct him. I never liked to, when I work with artists, regardless if it's, if it's somebody that's an art doing art or if it's my, the musicians or if it's even artists like I have to do the videos, the director, I don't give them too much. Like, I don't want to like, I want to give them the freedom to have artistic expression. So I kind of just give them a little bit of hints what I want. I don't like, I'm not one of those guys that sits there and have every detail planned out. I don't like to do that. I want to let the artists give a little bit of themselves to it. And I, Wes did that. I mean, he totally just went all out and he goes, is it too much? And I was like, no, no, this is great. I didn't think you were going to be able to do this much and put this much into it, but you did. Cool. And you've also managed to assemble the same people that played on the 1986 demo Chamber of Ages, mate. So what effect did that have on the process and the final product? Well, one thing that I always felt was Mike Borders uh, was always wrongly pushed out of the band. He was the original bass player. He's actually the reason I got into the band in the first place. So uh, I always felt that back in 87, when he was wrongly pushed out of the band, basically because it, it was Billy Andrews band at the time. And Billy just pushed Mike out because he wanted to make room for his friend, Terry, to come in. And when Terry joined, Terry didn't even know how to play bass. It just, you know, he just came in, he just stood there and just hit the eight, the E string. And it was like, I really felt, I said, here, we got rid of a really professional, real bass player for the, you know, this guy, cause it's his buddy. And uh, I always felt Mike was wrongly, pushed out of the band and I've kept in touch with Mike all these years and and kept in touch with him uh on and off throughout the years and then when Mike uh got with our Iron Pegasus to release the Tyrants of Death which was all the old demos we put a compilation out um I kept in touch with him really in touch with him from that point on and then when it came to the chance and the opportunity to do Massacre again I reached out to him and I said hey now's the time to do it and I remember he wrote me he goes is this a joke I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's, it's for real. And he's like, okay. So he was ready. He was ready to do it. And the, um, the term old school has come up quite a fair bit, mate. So can you define to us what you actually think old school metal is, Massacre Style? I, I, I hate to say old school, but that's what we call it now because we have to have categories, don't we? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah it sucks. I hate to say because to me, I'm not playing old school death metal. I'm playing death metal. 
But if you, it's such a broad spectrum now. If you say death metals, I've had kids come to me and say, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm a." Well, they could tell I'm a musician. They go, "Well, what kind of music you play?" I'm like metal, and they're like, "What kind of?" Metal? I'm like death metal. They're like, "Oh, Slipknot." I'm like, "No, <laughs> no." So, so wrong. So, you know, it's kind of hard. You have to kind of, you kind of have to throw in that old school death metal, OSDM, so they can say, oh, you play that old grandpa stuff. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've also utilized the services of um, Mark Green from Insidious Disease, uh, Dave Ingram from Benediction, Anders Odin from Cadavar, and Pete Slade from Druid Lord. Lord. So what, what sort of what roles did they have in the album and why were they chosen? Um, well, first off, they're all my friends. And secondly, I appeared on all their albums. Right, yeah. I appeared on the Insidious Disease album. I appeared on the New Benediction album. I appeared on uh, the Cadaver, Anders Odin's album. And I've appeared on, and I've known Pete for years, Pete Slate and Druid Lord guys for years. So that was a number one. It's a friendship, it's a kinship. And all of these guys are massacre fans. So that that that's a real key is is everybody that I work with now are massacre fans. They're not just some you know random musician that just says, "Oh, I like death metal," but never heard from beyond. Um, and uh, I had we had that we had that going on. We had that with the last guys we had in the band. They 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 never heard massacre before they got in the band. And uh, you know I realized that was a mistake. You got to have people that are fans of the music, otherwise it's not going to be the same. And. Uh, so I knew these guys and I wanted to return the favor. And I said, why would I return the favor individually? Let's have everybody I've worked with come and, and join in because it's a, it is a resurgence of death metal. And Mark is the first band that we toured with back in 1991 was Morgoth. So there was that connection there uh, with, with Dave Ingram. I've known Dave for years and Dave is the first person to announce that he comes from the Camley Wipeout School of Death Metal Vocals. He will tell you that. So uh, there was that. Anders, I've known for years, all the way back. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so crazy how long I've known him. And he said back in when we were younger, I mean, in our 30s, he said, you know, we're going to do something when we're in our 50s. I was like, and I said, nah, that's never going to happen, man. I'll be <laughs> dead before then. And here we are in our 50s. And sure enough, we work together. And uh with Pete, it's just like Pete's always been a friend, and I did some stuff with Druid Lord, and I just felt, I said, hey, Pete, will you want to come do a solo on the new Masker album? And he was like, sure, man. I didn't think you'd ask me. I'm like, yeah, man, let's let's just do this. This is a, for fun. We're having fun. This is, there's no egos here. Let's just have fun. So that's that's literally how it all happened. That's awesome, mate. Really good. And so now the world started to open up a little bit more, mate. Have you got any, many plans for the rest of 2021 and beyond, or are you just taking things easy? Oh, okay. Yeah, we uh, there's plenty of plans. Um, so, of course, the album's coming out in two days. I think one day for you because you're in Australia. So you guys get it. You get it, you get it early. Um, uh, so we got the, the album's coming out and uh, I'm excited about that. I have something a little special that we're going to drop. Um, uh, when, is your, when is this show going to air? Um, I was probably going to publish it tomorrow. Okay, so uh, I... I guess I could say this now. I mean, it was going to be a secret, but if people that watch your show, they'll, they'll know about it. We have a special song that's been planned for over a year um, that's coming out on Halloween. Uh, it'll be on our Bandcamp page. It, it is a download-only special song that you can pick up 
only on Halloween. Uh, it, like I said, it's been planned for a year and it's so close to the album release, but the album release was originally supposed to be in July, but because of COVID and the pandemic, yeah, yeah. it got pushed back to October. So the plan for the Halloween release has always been there. So we have that. We've got a, a self, another self-released EP that should be coming out in December. Um, we've got another EP coming out through Nuclear Blast. And we've got a lot of plans through Nuclear Blast is coming out. Um, we have a show coming up in November in Atlanta. There's a festival that we have that we're going to be playing. Um, however, the lineup is different. Now, how I want to explain that real quick is uh, we have the recording lineup. That's the guys that are on the album. But then we have a we have live lineup, guys that are helping us out play live. So we're going to have a different lineup for that. But myself and Mike Borders are always, I look at it like Dark Throne, like Nocturnum and Fenris are like the two main guys in Dark Throne. You can kind of look at it like that, like me and Mike Borders are the two main guys in Massacre. So there may be other members that come in and help us out at different times when we play live. And that's what's happening here in the States. We have three shows that I know that are confirmed right now in the States. It's uh, Atlanta, Georgia, one here in Florida, and then another in New York uh, in, I think, March or April in Brooklyn. And that's what's confirmed right now. Great. Good. Sounds like you're a busy man, mate. I'm trying to. Trying to be. <laughs> good on you, bro. Well, thanks for your time today, Cameron. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. The album Resurgence is out this Friday, October 22nd. So wrap your ears around it, mate. And good to see you back, brother, and, and doing what you love. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.